yeah, I guess we'll uh, just jump right into it. Um, onto the first questions. Yeah. Um, I've been I've been super excited, you know, discovering your music over the past couple of years. Um, when I think it was Adam, uh, aka Bedroom, uh, he uh, sort of introduced me to your music when Tundra came out, probably, or maybe okay. a little bit before that. Maybe when the slowed versions of uh, uh, Verão. It's yeah, it's the Portuguese word for summer, and a lot of people don't know how to pronounce it. I'm Portuguese, so like oh, that okay. kind of thing clicks with me. But uh, you could say Verão, Verão, like what, whatever you want, or you could say the summer record okay perfect yeah I, thank you for pronouncing because i would have pronounced it wrong yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah I, I probably would have heard it around then and your slowed tracks are some of my favorite um and yeah i just feel like you're making some of the more interesting post-rock music to come out uh recently at least like modern post-rock you know what i mean um but i would like to just jump right into sort of your history you mentioned just a little bit ago that you were in bands previously and stuff is that mostly what was happening before uh, Secret Gardens? Yeah. Um, my first band with some friends of mine, uh, and it's technically a band that I'm still in, it's just very like sporadically active. We're called Here's to You. And oh, cool. we've always been kind of like a pop slash indie rocks slash alternative outlet. And um, yeah, the, those guys are just like longtime high school friends of mine. And we oh, we've always been putting out music like, over the years or just playing a random show every now and then we used to be more like of a full-time kind of thing but uh eventually we kind of got to a splitting off point where the other guys wanted to do like other careers and i really still wanted to do music so at that point uh that's when i joined a band called vista which was more of a dark pop slash alternative rock type of uh thing it was a duo and then for a brief moment at the end it became a trio and um, that was like my main thing from 2016 to uh, 20. Yeah, last year, 2020, we uh, announced a hiatus. And um, yeah, but and then Secret Gardens was first released while I was in Vista. Mm-hmm. It was kind of just like a outlet for some other creativity I had. And that was 2019, uh, summer of 2019, that Secret Gardens had its first like release and you know, like I told people like, hey, this is like another little project of mine. And then after Vista was kind of on its way out, uh, Secret Gardens became like my main thing. And I really started to get a lot more ideas for it and like what to do and just became more inspired by stuff because um, not to like continue with this question on like even further, but like ever since like the here's to you days, the earlier days, like, I don't know, 2015, 16, I always had this uh, idea that I wanted to make an album for each season. Oh, uh, whether it was with that band or with any other thing. And then eventually like secret gardens became like the perfect outlet for that. So that's like what I'm doing right now. Oh, amazing. Awesome. So yeah, that first EP was, uh, you said summer and now mm-hmm. Tundra's winter, I'm assuming. Yes. Uh, so are you and... working on spring and fall now or? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I won't say which one is next, Okay, amazing. <laughs> but I am uh, entering the studio in about two weeks with uh, Joseph Arrington. He's a, uh, in my opinion, he's like a world-class drummer, like probably the best drummer I know or will ever know. Um, he's played with uh, a bunch of bands in that kind of swan core scene, like Dance Gavin Dance type oh, music. Cool. Yeah. He's, he's played, uh, he plays with members of dance Gavin dance in like 
Royal Coda is one of his bands. He was in that band a lot like Birds. Oh wow, He's, really? If you look up his uh if you look up and listen to his drum catalog, it's just absolutely insane. He's um, he's an absolute great friend of mine that I've had the pleasure of connecting with over the past year or so. And I'm really excited that we got to work on music together because this next album that we're recording in a few weeks, we actually wrote together. Oh, wow. I went down to Nashville where he lives and I had a bunch of demos and ideas and stuff. And we fleshed them all out and even wrote new songs uh, in a room together. And then oh, wow. like that was the record. Um. Yeah, so yeah, I've been playing music a long time, and there's been a lot of projects, but this is definitely something I'm really happy to have and call my own, and it's like, yeah, something I'm really stoked about, and it's like, I don't have to rely too much on other people, but when I do and we and we can collaborate, it's like super fun, because it's just, it's so much less like, uh, like stressful and taxing, because when you're in a band with other people and they're not really on the same page, it's like, you put your necks on the line for each other, and it's yeah. kind of hard if you don't agree. That's what Brady's always said. Like, he's always loved the idea of being in a band, but then... But I, I can't do it. Yeah, like, the actual you know? idea yeah. of constantly having to rely on someone to give the okay or go ahead or, like, yeah. just agree with what you want to do. I'm too hard-headed with my ideas. <laughs> I, I, I just can't stop. I don't know why. I, I don't know what it is. Collaborating's the good in-between there. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sucks because there are people who, like, so, a seldom couple people that I really... uh met like vibe with in that way but it's such a far and few between connection yeah um recently actually oh to just answer this question fully i've had like a bunch of other collaborations and projects but now um in the past few weeks uh, i started a new project with friends and this is more of like a math rock kind of thing Amazing. we're cool. called just solely um we just released our first song but uh, I, I don't think it's going to be like a super busy active project. It's just like um, a few friends of mine who really we all grew up loving bands like The Fall of Troy. And like I was saying before, like Dance Gavin Dance and stuff like that and in that era of like music. So we started making stuff like that. And I know because everyone else is busy with other stuff and other projects. But I don't know. I, I really want to release more songs and get them done as quickly as we can. And we'll see. Maybe one day it'll change. We'll be like a really busy thing. But yeah, for now, Secret Gardens is like the the main thing I focus on. Amazing. Yeah. And so you, you've already mentioned like Swancore and uh, Math Rock and, you know, you make post rock. I mm -hmm. guess you can classify it as that. Um, is that what you typically listen to most of the time or? I listen to so much stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, recently I've been really digging the man. This is hard to talk about because I have like yeah. so many musical moods and yeah. just to like drive the whole concept home. I really have like I really have like heavy excuse me. I really have heavy associations with music and uh, weather and climate and like the season thus forth. So like. I have certain like genres and bands I'll only listen to when it's like cold out. Like I live in New York and I've grew up in New York my whole life. So I like have four seasons and it's super like, I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, yeah, I, I have like heavy associations with like weather and like what kind of music I like here, but then there's stuff I could listen to all the time. Um, but, you know, I like everything from like metal, metal core, like, crazy shit to like ambient stuff like the stuff you make and like i love like straight up pop music like one of my top albums ever is like a, the 
the sophomore Carly, Carly Rae Jepsen album. Oh, I love her to death. Yeah, she's like my favorite. I, it's like pretty varied. I definitely don't listen to too much country like at all. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love rap too. It, you know, it, yeah. So I'd say it's pretty eclectic. That's awesome. For sure. Yeah, I really like yeah. the way you answered that because yeah. even when people ask me that, I, I do the same thing. I'm like, uh, what do I normally listen yeah. to? I don't even <laughs> it's know. Everything. Um, but, and I feel bad when I ask other people that, but you know, it makes for no, interesting okay. conversation. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess, yeah, it depends on the weather, the climate and everything. I, I think we go through that too yeah. for the most part. I think we we all have uh, similar um, tastes in music, I yeah. think, for the most part. Even with the not really country situation, like I'm yeah. not a... Yeah. I, yeah, I just generally can't get behind stuff like that. Yeah. It, it depends, though. Like, old school country, like Johnny Cash stuff is tight. Yeah. yeah. Like, most of the modern, like, bro country shit. I know. Yeah, I think I I just wasn't int- introduced to it properly, I think. Yeah. I think that's the issue. If there was, mm-hmm. like, a if there was a connection there, you know, I think that's all music taste is, is just early connections growing. For right. sure. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I just wasn't introduced to it early on, so that's just not my thing. I'm more of a rock, yeah. No, rock I I totally guy. understand if it has like a nostalgic place, like growing up, like oh, me and my dad used to listen to this, like on the farm, where we used to like, you know, like I don't know, play football with each other yeah. and stuff like, like that's I understand that romanticization a lot, but mm-hmm. it just never happened with me, for sure. Um, and so since we can't really find much about you online i guess because you're you're pretty Mm. the project is in early stages still even though you're growing very fast to me yeah uh even though it might not seem like it to you or whatever but (laughs) thank you we were like wow yeah like only been two years and exactly i I guess yeah i mean i don't know i i don't know i i that's that's humbling (laughs) i i don't feel that way at all i guess like because i didn't know that you had been in other bands so i'm wondering if there's a connection there like maybe you have fans from that band that have followed you over i think i do yeah, yeah. a little bit um not not like a crazy crazy 100 percent overlap no, but um but... it's i definitely uh i definitely just met so so many like kind people who just like gave so much more than they should have ever given Aww. to me when i was in vista uh, and also with Here's to You time, you know, every now and then, but definitely Vista because Vista was more of a band that toured, yeah. um, you know, sort of a semi-national regional act. We weren't playing huge shows, but we were touring and we were meeting people. And it was like just, yeah, you know, you know, when you like, I don't know if you've ever toured or anything like this, Brady, but like, or or even Chantal, like just sometimes like people treat you so nicely when they know you're trying and you're like in a small club and there's like not many people at the show but they're all really liking it like people can be so kind in situations like that it's been so nice and yeah i've just met like lifelong friends from that kind of stuff and uh i really try to keep in touch with everybody uh, as best i can um from those kinds of days and stuff but yeah there is some overlap but also people like um like uh ronnie from where post rock dwells have been so nice to give me like a, a chance on their like platform i mean oh, i don't know cool. if you're familiar with their channel yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, on yeah youtube yeah like stuff like that has helped a lot for sure mm-hmm. and uh and then some other friends i've made along the way from just like the small kind of post rock community that there is it's super neat yeah yeah and that's what i was gonna say is like 
you know, coming up in ambient and post-rock and stuff. Um, like, there's, it's not a huge genre, especially right now. Uh, maybe ambient is at this point in time. But mm-hmm. post-rock, like, it's such a small community, like you said. It's just really cool, you know, to see you coming up the ranks in it and all this stuff. Because yeah. hearing the first EP and stuff, I was just... I was like, this is the guy and he's sick, you know, yeah. make sure to <laughs> make sure to keep on him, you know, um, and keep Thank listening. Um, but I want to know how you came up with the name Secret Gardens. That's awesome question, because like I know how to explain it, but I sort of don't, if that makes sense. <laughs> so basically, uh, I guess this stems from like when I was in Vista, um, I was very focused on that and we like definitely... Um, put like 100% forward and I really didn't want to detract from what we were doing for various reasons Um, but I did have this like collection of songs uh, which would be the first record um, that I worked on in secret and um, so that kind of was in my head and then I guess the gardens part just kind of came to me one day Uh, I do a lot of hiking to get inspiration um I, yeah, I, I've basically, like, without, like, sounding cocky, like, I've hiked a lot in a lot of really cool places, um, mostly around the U.S., and that's, like, one of my, you know, being 27 now, I kind of have, like, found the things I really like in life for the most part. I mean, I'm sure there's room for other stuff, but um, that's definitely something that I don't think that'll ever go away, just how much I enjoy, like, being out in nature and hiking and being an older person now realizing like how much that does for me yeah so i guess that's sort of the where the garden part came from but i and i know like secret garden is like a term it's it's like a book or something it's mm. like something that people have heard before like those two words strung together yeah mm-hmm. and then the plural was just like oh okay yeah that's it yeah just makes perfect. sense yeah yeah that's awesome and that's amazing yeah i love that you actually use you know the fact that you're writing in secret as yeah. part of the name i think that's really yeah. cool like, I told no one. Oh, that's amazing. That's how I started to, for the most part, I told Chantel yeah. and a couple <laughs> friends. But other than that, uh, when I was making music, I, I tried not to tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I would love to talk more about the hiking because yes, I, would too. I love yeah. hiking too. <laughs> I, could talk, I could talk about it all day. Have you been day. to the Adirondacks? I was just about to ask. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, in New York, I've, yeah, uh, yeah I just grew up pretty much around the Adirondacks. So at various oh, wow. points, awesome. various points, I used to have a house upstate, um, before my plant before my parents split and like sold the house and stuff i spent a lot of time up there in the catskills adirondacks and whatnot and it was super great and um yeah are you you guys are east coasters where are you where are you located we're we're in toronto yeah toronto okay cool. so we just recently found the adirondacks yeah right before the pandemic yeah and we went down we've only we only went down once for a Mm -hmm. week and we were like we need to come back here every year and the pandemic happened yeah (laughs) and i've just been like wanting so badly to go back because in ontario there's not really any mountains like there's so our hikes are like just walking through a forest (laughs) which is nice and i love it but the mountains you just there's something different there (laughs) i totally understand the lust for like mountains and stuff and um the adirondacks are super cool they're like from a geological standpoint they're like old mountains so they're kind of like rounded out and the elevation isn't as high on a bunch of them yeah Yeah. um but uh 
yeah that there there's so much cool stuff on the east coast but then like going to the west coast i was just like oh my god because i lived out there for six months this summer um at this seasonal job like while i was waiting for the pandemic to kind of like be over and like live music to come back okay um yeah there's just so much cool stuff in the u.s and the canadian rockies are super cool too like Banff yeah. and jasper we haven't i haven't been up enough. there <laughs> yeah i haven't been up there but i basically lived like almost right there um because i was working in glacier national park in oh, uh, montana okay. yeah that was in montana and that's where i was working this summer so it's like just the stuff i would see just like incomprehensibly yeah. cool is there somewhere near where you live now that you like go toward go to a lot to find inspiration um like in terms of hiking there are spots on long island where i live now um that i really like but they definitely aren't like mountainy they're just kind of like beachy and like beach with forest near it just kind of like lush east coast stuff Mm. that i that definitely inspired the uh the uh, summer record and actually it's funny the the first secret garden song i ever wrote um it was breathe in i don't know if you know that song or not Mm -hmm. but um i remember we were in i was in acadia which is in uh the uh the coast of maine Mm -hmm. which is actually probably not too far from where you guys are at it's a super 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 pretty place and um yeah, I remember coming up with that riff, that, like, progression. But it was just a very, like, lush East Coast environment that you can't... You don't get it on the West too much. But you... um, Yeah, the, like, the Appalachian-type, like, hilly mountains definitely inspired all that kind of stuff. Nice. It's actually a really interesting point. Like, I think you hear a lot about uh, East Coast versus West Coast in hip-hop and rap and stuff. You know, the different types yeah. of sounds and stuff. But I guess it really is, like, a different sound with everything. Yeah. East East Coast versus West Coast. Just the inspirations are different, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what you see around is different, right? So I guess anything is going to look and sound different. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I, ne- I never considered that in, in our type of music and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's crazy because, like, I always, like, was thinking in my head, like, wow, they really did name it, like, the Wild West, like, when I was out in the West. Um, But I actually haven't spent... I mean, I've spent time on the West Coast, like, San Francisco, L.A., like, Big Sur, Portland, Seattle. Like, I've been to all those places and stuff. But uh, where I really found a lot more inspiration for the project was, like, the, like, West Rockies and just down there and Utah and... Yeah, like Utah, Montana, Wyoming, Arizona, like so much crazy cool stuff that in like every part of the country. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't I would never want to say that any state is like bad and has nothing because I have not been to every place in every state. But yeah, there's just like there's so much inspiration for me. It's like kind of crazy when I think about all of it. Um, and yeah, it's just everywhere. And it's just really all nature based, honestly. For sure. Yeah, I guess the closest place we've been to, to like Utah and, you know, that rocky uh, area is, is we went to Colorado. Yeah. Just for a weekend, though. So we didn't get to really explore too much. But that was nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was amazing. The, it was, how'd the uh, elevation treat you guys? It was, 
Wow. Yeah. We had never felt anything like that I know. Before. It was it really in my ears. I could really feel yeah. the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. It feels like the life's being sucked out of yeah. you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and just the fact that it was so dry and everything, yeah. it, was, it was really surreal to, to feel. Because we had only been to damp areas, you know, yeah. here where we are, New York and Iceland. And Iceland, yeah. It's essentially... Oh. So, Dude, Iceland seems sick. Oh, Iceland's yeah. the best place in the world. Yeah, we've been there twice now. It's yeah. amazing. I gotta freaking go there. I'm gonna have to hit you up for recommendations <laughs> yeah. whenever I go there. Oh, absolutely. I heard it's like really cheap to get there, and but really expensive there. Uh, yeah. I mean, kind of like anywhere, right? We we never really ate at restaurants or anything. We always just grocery shop wherever yeah. we go. And then we would get an Airbnb and yeah. It, okay. It was. It was Everything there is pretty much double the price of U.S. Yeah. and Canada. Um, right. Like you'll go to a Subway to get a sub, and it's technically thirty bucks. Yeah. You know, wow. <laughs> it's crazy. But you yeah. know, th- that's why you go to the grocery store and pick up some peanut butter banana sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah, <laughs> I know that life. Yeah, I just started getting into backpacking this year no. uh, with the whole like living in glacier thing, and that's yeah, that's been pretty gnarly and fun. Like. You, you have to, like, learn how to, like, live without any of the stuff we take for granted every yeah. day. Like, electricity, shelter, yeah. warmth. It's pretty nuts. Um, so even that, like, fragility of life has inspired my music. And, yeah, it's, it's funny because you hear, like, oh, nature inspires my music so much. And you think it's, like, oh, really pretty. Like, some stuff that I have, like, I don't know, Breathe In is a really pretty song. But then there's songs like Squall. Mm-hmm. which are inspired by how fucking terrifying it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I try to like be fair and encompass all of it um, because it's also, I mean, I don't know, much like a, any human, like you have really like intense emotional moments and then some more calm, beautiful ones. Like life is just this crazy cycle of emotions and other stuff. And so is nature, honestly. Yeah. So I kind of yeah. try to like paint that picture. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. I love the way you think about that. It's really interesting. It's very unique too. Like like you said, most people just say, oh yeah, I'm inspired by nature. Yeah. And that's why I make pretty things. But yeah, I love that you're taking it on from like every to aspect. a deeper level, yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. So I, I'm, I'm really curious about your sort of reimagined and slowed down songs. I want to know mm-hmm. when you started doing that and... and and why? Like, what's the inspiration like, behind it? Yeah, I love them. Yeah. I like oh, them. Oh, cool. Maybe even some more than uh, the originals mm-hmm. sometimes. That's totally cool. I'm happy you like anything, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, how did that start? Where did you uh, that? Well, um, it's hard to say because this doesn't just stem from my previous band, but I just try to do... Basically, if I were to sum it up, like, I as an artist now, like making all my own decisions for this project. And just, it's basically just whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. Same with Alaskan tapes. Like I try to just do the stuff that I like that other artists have done, if that makes sense okay. as a jumping off point. So I'll see Tycho, who's probably one of my top, like five, 10 favorite artists. Um, I'll see Tycho throw out these like reimagined and remixed versions of stuff. And like, yeah, he's kind of electronic influence, which makes sense with electronic influence. But then I was just like, why can't a post-rock artist do that? Like, why yeah. not? Let's just reimagine this song. Um, and it's like a really cool window uh, for collaboration, too. 
actually have a reworked uh, version. Technically, it's a reworked version of uh, Tough Conversations coming out in uh, December uh, by my friend Tom, who has a project called Rubik's and uh, Transatlantic Alliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, but he didn't even like. He took the stems and sort of did stuff with them, but then just made his own versions, like of piano with the melodies. It's like an ambient version oh, wow. of Tough Conversations. It's really interesting. It's actually akin to more of your kind of stuff, like the Alaskan tape stuff. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious to see what you'll think of it. Um, even though I didn't physically produce the uh, the Redux version, is what we call it. Um, it's 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 really cool. It's really a neat thing that I like to do. And I guess to answer your question where it came from, I don't know. So I, I saw other artists like doing stuff like that, which I really liked. But I also just, it's like a cool new way to like, not like rehash content, but to breathe new life into a new song. And I yeah. like doing that sometimes. Yeah. And the slowed down versions is... It's so awesome that you connect with that because I really thought no one would care about it. Like straight up, I was I said in I think in the post when it like got announced, I I know it was like I was like I don't think anyone will care about this, <laughs> but I like these, so here you guys go. Like, um, but yeah, I was messing around in Pro Tools. Do you use Pro Tools at all? No, but I know I know how to use it. I have in the past. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and for this is kind of insignificant but i went to school for audio engineering so that's why i've been like i have a bachelor's degree in that stuff so that's why i've been like pretty much doing most of my own stuff for years now um nice yeah so in pro tools there's this like neat trick if you have a keyboard uh not like a laptop keyboard like a full like usb keyboard or if you're on pc with a keyboard like this weird like hot key to access one of the scrubbing tools and you let it play this is like kind of nerdy stuff, but it like it plays it at like third speed, two third speed, like various different like intervals. Yeah. Uh, based on the number pad on the right. And I just had the songs in a Pro Tools session one day. I don't know why I must have been doing something with them, but it's weird because I don't know why I had them in a Pro Tools session because I made them on Ableton. I made everything <laughs> on Ableton. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I had them in there, and then I pressed that hotkey, and I, like, heard a bit of one of the songs slowed down. I was like, wait, that actually kind of sounds awesome. And then, like, later that day or week, I was just like, what if I just, like, put a few of those songs together? And uh, and then I did, and I was like, yeah, I mean, here you go. If you like it, cool. If not, skip, you know, don't don't listen to this release. But, yeah, no, people ended up liking it. I thought it was dope. Yeah, (laughs) I think it's I think it's so cool. Like, I just never would have can like even thought of that what i used to do a lot of a lot of the time was uh like in the middle of a track slow it down slowly mm. until it gets to like a you know a ambient breakdown i guess mm. oh, that's dope. Um, and then speed it back up to end the track but doing it for the whole thing i just thought was so cool well it reminds me a lot when we were watching a lot of the bonnie Vare live videos mm, um yeah. he kind of reworks his own songs but he doesn't have them released, which makes me so sad. <laughs> so, like, oh, if you really? look on YouTube, uh, it's Calgary. He completely reworked it, and it sounds so beautiful. But it's yeah, so different, different from the original. Um, so I feel like there was another song that he did. Well, he does that with Heavenly Father because that one's not even released. So there's like five different versions of it. And honestly, I love it. I love when there's different versions of the same song because, like you said, you're breathing new life into it, and like 
you just get to hear it in a different way. Yeah. yeah, and it's great. Like you said, you know, as an artist, it's really hard to, you know, consistently come out with stuff, yeah. you know. So any valid excuse to sort of rehash a song or reuse it in some way, I think is really smart. And it can give do. you inspiration for what you want to make next too, right? Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can see what people, how people react to it and yeah. stuff. For yeah, sure. I thought it's I the yeah the, everything you guys are saying is so true. To add more points onto it, it's super great to um, to like actually like like the song in a new way yourself again. And then another thing is like the collaboration aspect of it that you can do sometimes when you're doing like remix versions is super dope. Um, like one of the first remixes I did was uh, I don't know if you know uh, the band Tides of Man, but Spencer from that band uh, yeah. Re, uh, he like reimagined Breathe In and like I was like oh this is so cool like I've never <laughs> heard it this way and just like getting to work with someone else on it yeah, it's like super dope and then like I would love to work on something uh, with you like that Brady like absolutely whether vi- one way my way your way your way my way whatever like it'd be <laughs> super dope to just like play around with either, each other's stems of recordings like that'd be super dope yeah for sure and I've actually kind of been getting into that too I, I recently reworked uh a folk artist named jack and water mm-hmm. um, which was really fun you know just putting my spin on it and you know making it sort of ambient in sections and stuff where normally it's just acoustic guitar and vocal um that's so dope and it, yeah it's so much fun just getting out of your element and using what somebody else has written you know to continue off of <laughs> i think it's so sick mm-hmm. yeah um yeah it's so fun but uh <laughs> So you're working on your first live show for for Secret Gardens, right? I am. I've been actually working on that all day (laughs) Uh, because it's kind of crazy. I've I've played a lot of shows in my life and uh, I'm trying to just take the best elements of all those like projects and things I've played shows with and just like try to turn it into like a show worth seeing. Um so I really felt it was right to to make the first Secret Garden show be like worth it, like special, like not just like, hey, it's my first set, which I mean, I don't know. It's totally fine if you do do that and you just want to gig all the time and play all the time because like it's fun to play live. Like I totally get it. But I just have this like, I don't know, this is like a blessing and a curse, but I just like wanted to make it really sick. Yeah. So, um, so I'm playing Tundra front to back my first show ever uh i have such awesome resources from like friends and various years of like touring and stuff and i'm really lucky to have like a band behind me drummer other guitarist bass player to like bring the tracks to life as they were like fully intended and uh i've been spending uh, a little extra cash like investing in the live show uh like in lights and production so what i've been doing for the past few days actually I just picked up these really awesome, like, professional-grade strobe lights, and I'm, like... And I also had these other, like, light poles that I uh, I have from Vista those days. Mm-hmm. So I've been using those in tandem and, like, getting everything, like, programmed and coded to the music. I've been using Ableton and QLC Plus to do it. It's yeah. it, And I... Dude, I did not go to school for lighting. I know <laughs> virtually nothing. The language of, like, DMX is like so different to me but 
I've just been kind of like researching it and like having at it. But now I actually have everything like hooked up in Ableton. So I drag MIDI notes in and like the lights like light up. Like, That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. Like the various intensities and what you can actually like control it with the velocity of the notes. It's pretty, pretty, really wow. sweet and awesome. But um, yeah, so now I'm going through every song in the set and making a light show to it, essentially, if that makes sense. That's amazing. I, I love that type of stuff, like just adding on to your music and making it that much better. Like technically you don't have to do that, but the fact that you want to no. is really cool. It makes the cool. show so much better. It really yeah. does. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like my dad came down here before. Um, <laughs> it was like looking at what I had so far and he was like, I just saw his face light up and I was Aww. like, yeah, he's, he's, like, he's going to love this. Like, That's awesome. I love when my dad comes to a show and he's like really enjoying it. <laughs> Fun. That's, that's amazing cool. this conversation reminds me there's a video on youtube um I'm, uh, are you familiar with mashuga yeah yeah um <laughs> it's just a video of the of the light guy uh playing bleed but he plays it um with midi like a midi controller oh, so he yeah. does it by hand all the lights that's <laughs> so <laughs> he's following everything and oh my god it's amazing um dude you have to send me that i actually really want to watch that yeah yeah tomorrow I, or today i will right after this it's so funny it's, like oh. he's he's more talented than some of the musicians <laughs> up there it's so funny dude i've only seen a handful of artists take out a lighting tech who will just like like just do it all by hand like play it yeah. and like he's a member playing with them oh that's so cool i don't know anyone like that at all um so I just, yeah, it, yeah, I just like had to code them myself to the show. Maybe one day I'll have someone like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be amazing. It's it's funny. Like, I don't play shows. I've played one show in the past. Um, but I've Alaskan always, Tapes? Yeah, as Alaskan okay. Tapes. Cool. Um, and I've always thought about trying to do a light show when I do end up playing live. But I want to do it with projections and stuff. And change yeah. change the projections based on the MIDI notes that I'm playing. I don't know if it's possible. I'm sure it is, but it has to be. It's I gonna just, be a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you have to dive into the world, like you know, when you do do it. It's totally possible. I I know for a fact though that I don't have a computer that can handle video stuff well. So that's why I was like, okay, I'll just stick to these MIDI coded lights, like, and not like tack on more to my like laptops processing power yeah um because yeah i have like not an old old laptop but it's like it's getting there so yeah it's that's i almost wanted to do projections for my show too but i think the club's like a little too small oh for sure i think i think it's the way to go for ambient music at least um mm -hmm. you don't really want a light show at, <laughs> at an ambient <laughs> show right like going crazy and stuff i mean yeah yeah but um but yeah, that's amazing. Uh, when is the show? The show is January 29th, uh, 2021. I don't know if this will come out before that, after that. It doesn't matter to me, but uh, sorry, January 29th, 2022. Yeah, I didn't catch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, amazing. But yeah, it's uh, it's a few days after the album's anniversary. I think it came out on January 22nd of 2021. Um, but yeah, and then I have I have vinyl that I just made for the show. Oh, nice. A bunch of people have been asking about uh, Tundra on vinyl. And some people about the first record, too, which I really want to do. Um, and I'm glad I got to do for Tundra. 
the first record, it's funny. I actually was going to bring this up before, but it's an EP. But I think it's, as as I evolve with this project, I think it's meant to be an album. Mm. So I want to yeah. re-release like a, I don't know if I would call it deluxe version. I w- yeah, I probably wouldn't call it that. But essentially a deluxe version with like, it's, it's five songs, maybe like eight to ten songs. Oh, wow. Um, I want to re-release it and like add songs to it, basically. And I'm just finding the format and the right time to do that. It's definitely on my list of things to do. Um, and I'll do- I'll totally get around to it because I have like other summer songs spinning around in my head mm-hmm. that I need to, uh, you know, get kind of laid out. But right now I'm so busy with the Tundra show and I'm about to, you know, embark to the studio for the third album. So I'm just like, OK, I got to got to put that on the back shelf yeah. for sure. Do you have any other uh, shows lined up or is it just this one for now? So potentially. um potentially south by southwest i have a friend who is i have a friend who is potentially putting together like a post-rock ambient type show for south by um because he's a texas guy and he knows all those venues and people and whatnot and if he has it if if he ends up going through with it i'm totally gonna play but um it's just you know getting confirmation on stuff but other than that nothing right now um I'm trying to go about this project a little differently. I'm not trying to like grind on chart like uh, live shows as much. I want to play them and I love them with all my heart. But <clears throat> unless they're like local shows, it's hard because uh, touring like DIY touring with some of the past projects that I've been in, it's been like kind of soul draining. And it just made me realize like how integral booking agents are and like, support tours and stuff like that so i'm kind of waiting for the right opportunity because it all has to make sense and i have to like financially not go completely under like you know touring's a lot yeah yeah it really is i i've never been on tour so i I don't know from experience but it seems 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 brutal a lot yeah yeah some of my friends talk about it and they're like but it sucks because, like, playing live everyone says they enjoy that like they love yeah the actual playing part is amazing but like but, the tour in general is yeah. just yeah not. waiting. Uh, yeah, it's not meant for everybody. It, yeah, yeah, it's so not meant for everybody. You you have to rough it to a certain degree, and you have to be okay with roughing it, and just like kind of not like used to living in chaos, but like you just have to be comfortable and know like what's in your realm of possibility and not like good things or bad things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once you kind of just get used to it you can kind of excel, but it really isn't meant for everybody and that's okay. And, or if it is meant for people, like uh, it's meant for them at various different levels mm-hmm. because uh, some people, you know, like want to stay in a hotel on their, every night and that's like totally cool. Like I want to stay in a hotel every night too, but sometimes you just got to sleep in the van or yeah. sleep in the bus, like in a Walmart parking lot. And exactly. It, it gets to be like that sometimes. And yeah, I don't know. It's basically like, I'm okay with doing all that stuff as long as I'm not just, like, coming home losing, like, thousands of dollars. Like, you know what I mean? And also, like, I'm waiting for... Not waiting, but I'm working hard so that other people can see the value. And hopefully someone's nice enough to ask me to be their support on the tour um, or whatnot. You know, just trying to see what makes the most sense because i feel like as you get older it has to, you have to be more calculated yeah. about these types of decisions yeah for sure. for sure 
Um, it's pretty cool hearing, like, you seem to be planning out secret gardens really mm-hmm. nicely. Like, you're not rushing anything too much. You're you already know your next steps. You already have the the probably the spring and fall albums like in your head. Yeah, um, you know those are coming, and it and you're waiting for the touring, and just it seems like the planning is just right. You know. Yeah. That's what I'm trying for. I mean, I really don't know all the answers and stuff. Uh, I just have, like, I've experienced and I've just fucked up in the past, like, to where I've learned something from it, kind of. So, um, that's really all I can go off of. Um, But thank you. That's, like, really nice of you to say. I I try my best to, like, set goals and do what creatively inspires me and, you know, above, like, you know, like, I have to work a normal job like everyone else. Like, I have to you know do the groceries and do the laundry and yeah. you know like everyone else and i have crap to take care of but this is like what i do for fun and i what i try to make it like my main thing because i don't know my my brain is just creatively geared towards stuff like that so it's i don't know if it's like me being really good at planning or if me if it's just me being obsessed like <laughs> I have no idea. and that's a good point either way it's working <laughs> yeah it's funny thank you not a lot of other people have that sort of mindset. A lot of people just go with the flow and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Uh, they'll plan the next album. But other than that, they're like, I don't know what I'm doing next. And I've always been one of the people that, you know, I've, I'm planning three al- three albums ahead, you yeah. know. That's awesome. Um, and so it's really nice to hear that, that you're not, maybe not three albums ahead. And maybe I'm not either at this point. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah, there's some degree of like, well, it's like I can plan stuff I know I have control over. Yeah. So, like, I can sit here at my work desk with my interface monitors, guitars, like Kemper and synths and keyboard. Like, I could make as many records as I want right here. All it does is it just takes time. But I know how to do them. I know how to mix them. And I usually send them out to get mastered and they, like, turn around pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, I have that realm of control. So I can plan for stuff like that. But all this other industry stuff that depends on other people, it's that's pretty hard to plan. So, yeah, in that sense, I'm really, yeah, it's in that sense, I'm not thinking three albums ahead. For sure. But, like, studio recording-wise, like, and just just making the best music I can, I am trying to think, like, three albums ahead. So it's, like, this weird, like, in-between. But that's yeah. awesome. Like, I love, um, I love that some other people aren't just, like, vibing it out because i always am like how are you like super successful if you're just vibing it out all the time yeah this is what <laughs> i crazy. wonder too like you know it's almost like they don't care obviously they do but it's like i'm look, looking at some so people much confidence in themselves that's oh, yeah, yeah, maybe just like... maybe they just also, know they're gonna crazy be because like social media makes stuff seem so much different yeah. than how it might actually be in someone's camp so that's i mean that's why i try to like just talk to people like just check in with my like peers that I've like met over the years and just see what's actually up with them. Yeah. Cause it always like breaks down that barrier of like, Oh, they're so successful and they're not. And I don't know. It's a weird comparison <laughs> game that happens. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's interesting when you start thinking about like, you know, the success, you know, how successful somebody is because somebody who I think is ultra successful might, still not be successful in their own eyes and it's this whole weird mental battle with with yourself i guess yeah yeah it's such a such a mental health like 
I don't want to say crisis within the like music or even just the creative community in general, but it's just such a, like a reworking of like how it's just like how to socially interact and perceive other people on a, like a creative like form or by any, anything like art, music, like you could be a book writer and you could be like all oh, that person's written like eight books. Like, and I have a, I'm struggling to write one. Like how, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> it's a crazy thing. It's a crazy, crazy thing. And I really try to reel myself in or like hold myself accountable or like talk to people about it so that they can be like, all right, all right, all right. All right yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not that deep. That's amazing. That's really smart of you to do. Yeah. It's good that you have that social support too. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. It's, it's gotten bad before in the past and yeah i encourage i encourage like anyone listening or anyone um yeah any one of you guys like totally just talk to someone because it's probably not as like crazy yeah. as it seems that's great you know advice. I don't or they've gone enough. through like <laughs> yeah struggle that's actually like a million times like crazier than yours and you just didn't hear about it like i, I don't know life is just life is random and chaotic and meaningless but also awesome. Yep. <laughs> exactly i love that yeah yeah but also awesome um besides music and hiking and 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 that type of stuff do you have anything else that sort of brings you inspiration and stuff yeah definitely um definitely video games for oh, cool. sure weirdly enough um like oh man um weirdly enough like I mean, not weirdly enough, but like some of the games that are more like fleshed out than, in my opinion, like some movies. Like, you ever play The Last of Us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Last of Us. Like, I think if it wasn't for that game, I probably wouldn't make music that sounds the same. It wouldn't have like the. I feel like it wouldn't be as in touch with my emotions. Amazing. Like, like say say if I'm ninety percent in touch with them, maybe it would knock it down to like a seventy percent. I don't know. That that really that series of games really inspired me mm-hmm. over the years and um, other stuff like that. Just video game soundtracks, like yeah. the people who work on these games tirelessly, and just I don't know. I I have a lot of like nostalgic. Like we were talking about before, like growing up with like country music and if that's your thing. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up with a lot of video game music okay. and like scenery, like like Ocarina of Time, that Zelda game on N64, like just that kind of stuff like is in my brain forever. It will never go away. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, that's just like a silly example. But I don't know, that, that kind of stuff actually really has taken a great deal of influence Um yeah, I mean, it's really just music, nature, video games. I mean, my own emotions definitely play, like, a huge a huge uh, part in, like, what gets written and what doesn't get written because it's, like... I've always described Secret Gardens as, like, this weird, um, like, funneling of my own emotions down through the funnel, like... And the funnel is, like, nature and, like, hiking and the stuff I've seen and the places I've been... Okay. So it's cool. like a sort of mix of that stuff on and it just comes out into uh into a track. And uh, I I know it's crazy to talk about that cuz most of it doesn't have vocals because I'm not really like I am a lyricist and I am a singer, but I don't think I have like a voice that can sing on most stuff I write. Okay. There's yeah. there's definitely stuff I write 
that could probably work with my range of vocals. And then there's stuff I write that works with other people I have, like other people I know is like vocals, like that song Stillness um, yeah. on, on Tundra. That worked out perfectly. And that was like meant to be exactly how it is. And Aaron was the perfect person for it. And, you know, that kind of stuff, which is, oh man, it's so awesome to make <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh man, that's amazing. I, I love that hearing different people's sort of, yeah influence and inspiration yeah. like i mean the last of us is what got me into uh sort of walking simulator games you know those oh like, really um yeah. what what are some you're playing uh like what remains of edith finch and uh what else <laughs> i don't know that's the one that comes to mind because it's so good yeah I've, uh, I, dude, I have to play that stuff it's it's there's no mechanic right like it's all just story it's like watching a movie, but you're just mm-hmm. moving the character. And I think that's what I like about it. I can't I can't sit and play a game for ten hours Yeah. When nothing's happening. Like I almost feel bad. It's like I'm not getting inspired by this, so why am I doing <laughs> mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. But but when you play games like that, it's like you're reading a story or reading a book or something. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I totally agree. I have to try that stuff out. Are you you're like a Steam guy? You've been Yeah. Okay, I really I just got a PC from my buddy, but the only catch is that the graphics card is like totally fried. But everything oh. <laughs> else works great. Like yeah. I popped in, I popped in a friend of mine's a like great graphics card, and everything else worked po- totally fine. So oh, okay. I just need to get a new graphics card, um, and then bam, I'll have like a PC ready for like gaming and stuff. Um, nice. But that's Amazing. probably gonna be something I try to get over Christmas. We'll see. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Hopefully, you'll find some good sales on it or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah but yeah those types of games are great because they're really short right like you can finish it in two hours and that's it Mm -hmm. um and they're cheap and they're just indie made and they're fun i love them um i haven't played much lately but (laughs) but yeah um i have to try that out man i'm probably gonna hit you up and ask you uh about that when the time comes absolutely like i love a good story i don't need to be like having crazy like guns and loadouts and like upgrades and stuff like like i love that stuff too but if it really moves me oh you know another really inspiring game in the past like six months i played uh do you play ori like ori, ori in the wilderness or ori in the blind forest i feel like i've heard of it but no oh those soundtracks and those visuals oh man i think <laughs> you would like them just based on what i've heard from you they're like every melody is just so inspiring and like, really? so like like grandiose or just cinematic in the most perfect like delicate way oh we'll so good yeah way too much production went into that game like oh. they, they didn't have to go that hard but i'm so glad they did because it's just the visuals are just like these beautiful like mix of colors and intense and like dark but also bright at the same time and like really dynamic and so are the so are the soundtracks to go with it like oh, that sounds amazing. beautiful it reminds me of that game that you used to play uh chantel um I it's the lo- it, it, you're a cube <laughs> i was thinking about that one oh. the other day i love that soundtrack What's it called? i feel like it's like david something someone's lost it's, it's just shapes yeah like something oh, lost <laughs> i'm not gonna be able to remember no i don't know <laughs> but oh the the graphics were nothing. It was just different shapes, and you just—it was kind of like a puzzle game. That's kind of cool. Soundtrack to it, like it was so emotional. There was no singing. Yeah. It was all like ambient mm-hmm. kind of music, cinematic kind of music, and it was just 
I think that's pulled the, on my heartstrings. <laughs> that's the first uh, game soundtrack that you probably yeah, really listen to. Maybe. Ever, yeah. yeah, that yeah. and in the in the same vein of like all that stuff. Another game is uh, uh, Hollow Knight. Definitely oh, really, Hollow Knight definitely really inspired me. All these games are like, or actually no, some of them aren't like indie games. Some of them are, but yeah, mm-hmm. another oh. really great game with great soundtrack, great visuals, really inspiring. A lot of things we'll have to look up after. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh man, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, to wind it down, you know, slowly. Um, is there anything else that you want to, you know, talk about or? pitch or, or give advice <laughs> for give people advice for... who are just getting <laughs> into the music career i mean hey why not i'll i could chat about this kind of crap all day it seems <laughs> like uh yeah i mean it, to give advice to anyone listening if if i'm on any sort of platform to order uh to give advice uh i guess i would just say like you have to go with what you really care about. Like you have to, and that, that might take some like mistakes to figure out like what you really care about musically and artistically. Um, and just like go with your passion. It's what everyone says, but it's just so true. Like you're going to get caught up so far down the line with something you hate. If you're going with something, you're just like not too keen on. So you really have to like, just pursue what you actually really care about. Yeah. And, um, not it's hard because like you have to be open-minded too and you have to like figure out figure out your level of comfort when collaborating with anyone and just being just how to just another level of how to be social with people there's also like musically you know like you can have a conversation with someone you say hi how are you and you can hang out with someone and you figure out what you want to do and what they want to do. Maybe they want to go to the bar. Maybe you don't, or like you, you know, you give and take and stuff like that. There's, there's versions of that musically. Like, uh, maybe I want to go back to this chorus here. Maybe you want to throw in more production elements at the end there. Like maybe he's not cool with that. Maybe I am. Maybe we can meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like you have to figure out your level of that on so many aspects. But then once you do, and you know, your comfort zone, like you can push outside of it sometimes, but, most most times just stay with your gut i would say um i i guess that's is that advice I yeah don't know that's I good that. advice yeah. absolutely like i, I wish, could be totally wrong for sure <laughs> i wish somebody told me that like way back in the day yeah I, I remember collaborating with people for the first times and letting them sort of do their thing and then it's about to come out and i'm just like i hate this yeah. song and my name's on it yeah. <laughs> you know um Thankfully, yeah. that's that's only ever happened a handful of times. Maybe not even a handful. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Trying my best. We're all just trying our best yeah. here, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. Damn. I mean, I don't know. And, yeah. Well, thank you again, man. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, no much. problem. No problem. Thank you, guys. 